0: in the 21st century, working people working
1: hard for you and me, moving higher time and time again,
0: through the years you'll find
1: Moving Iron Podcast. Tax moves with Glenn Burnbaum. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by Dawson Tyron, really your premier ag tire and provider in North America. Also, Tractor Zoom delivering insights. Glenn, how are you doing today, bud? Hey, doing okay, Casey. Good deal. Glenn is a CPA with Van Banwart in East Peoria, Illinois, and he would. It's very odd here. We've got a we got a twofer here this week with the tax moves and we were talking about earlier this week we put that out that there was some clarifications coming down the pipe and there was some kind of a, a little bit of, of fuzziness there on what was going to go on with some possible uh delays with uh with some first quarter reporting estimates as well as you know maybe what's happening with your uh overall April 15th uh tax deadline so glenn you had some stuff pop up and there's a little bit more clarification about that yeah, Casey. So
0: yeah, we talked you know, earlier this week on Monday. So now it's about five thirty central on Wednesday, and uh, we got this notice notice twenty twenty seventeen that came out from the Treasury that kind of spells out, you know, more specifically what they're offering to do here. So it's basically that if we have payments due on April fifteenth, you know, so so if you have a refund, you probably should file right and get your money back. But if you have a balance due or a payment due on April fifteenth you can actually you have until july 15th to make that payment okay so again the idea is to try to so people can keep their money a little longer so again that's the balance due on the 2019 return so and then the thing we were kind of speculating about on monday was will this also apply to your first first quarter 2020 tax estimate that is due the same time april 15th 2020 and the news there is yes, that also can, will get pushed off to July fifteenth. So, so basically, any federal income tax payment, which includes your self employment tax for people that are you know self employed, any federal income tax payment that's due April fifteenth, you have an extra ninety days, roughly July fifteenth. Okay, so that was good news. What's still what, what was very clear in the notice is that you do not get an, ex, an automatic extension of time to file your return. So you still would have to file an extension or file the return by April 15th, okay? Okay. Now, that's causing some issues because, you know, do you still have to come into the, to the office, meet with your tax person, you know, what about some of these tax services that are done, right, for low-income people or the elderly? Like, how are they actually gonna file an extension and so there's some discussion on Twitter, and I'm not an attorney, but some, some people on Twitter are talking about, is this really, like, statutorily correct? You know, what is the code section when, when we talk about a disaster, or is it an emergency or a disaster? Which one is it? And maybe, you know, because you've delayed the payments, you also automatically delay the return. Uh, this, this will be left to attorneys to hash out, and my understanding is, again, based on a tweet somebody else put out there, that there's some discussion happening right now. But the intent of Treasury is to still file everything, but maybe we're going to get an automatic extension, but who knows? Um, the biggest thing from an economic standpoint is these payments that were due April 15th, you can defer those up to July 15th with no interest or penalty charge whatsoever.
1: So okay. keeps a little more money in your pocket is the idea. Yeah.
0: So there's been all kinds of stuff
1: floating around. I don't know what you've heard and I've tried to find some stuff about it, but I can't really see anything out there. But Steve Mnuchin has been Talking about a lot of different things up there, anywhere from a, a payroll suspension of payroll tax deductions to yep. every American gets a thousand bucks. to yeah. there's all this stuff floating around. Any anything out there that you've heard of uh, from the IRS uh, that coming on the pack like that? I mean, nothing
0: official. I've just read some articles here recently. Again, you know, it's it's Wednesday now. um I think it's going to be based on, and maybe we forget about this, but in 2008, there were payments sent out, um, I believe it was like maybe $600. And then it was based on, you know, how many children you might've had. I think it might've been $300 a child or something. And so they're talking about trying to get this money out. I believe April 6th is the first date or at least starting the payments on April 6th. And that would be possibly just based on your direct deposit. If you know, if you already have direct deposit information, right. With your tax return, um, But would they, this is the interesting part, Casey, would they use your 2018 tax turn? Because, you know, that's, you know, some people haven't filed their 2019 tax turn, right? So, you know, direct deposit, so do you use 2018? What if you change your bank account? But the idea being that they would try to use the IRS's resources to to pay this money out. But the IRS is pretty busy right now, right, with other things. So if they've got to go take money out. But what I've heard is April 6th and also I think May 18th was going to be the next payment but you know the logistics of doing that so it seems like they're kind of backing off the payroll tax idea because that requires you know tax forms to be changed and stuff and they're trying to just send a check out directly but again this article i can't remember where i saw it mentions that the irs doesn't really have the ability to write a bunch of checks anymore you know they can't you know do you have enough check stock to print off a bunch of checks so so that's what we've heard yeah, april 6th and may 18th i believe um but, I, you know, I don't, but the IRS is already, you know, they're obviously busy with other things. And so for them to have to write these checks would be a challenge. that's you know? yes,
1: several checks they would have to write.
0: Yeah. If, I mean, or, or do the direct deposit stuff. You know, all those numbers, right? It's all zeros yeah. and ones. and Got to make sure it's all right. But what if you moved or, you know, what if you changed bank accounts, right? It's very, because we're in the middle here, right? I think the last time this was done in 2008, we were past the filing season,
1: I think. And so, you know, it was just a little more clean. So So the stuff that we've talked about here, the the different filing extensions and those kind of things, what's that do to some of the stuff that's already been kind of up in the air anyway, like the finalization of of the 199A stuff and all those kind of things? How does that play into all that?
0: Well, it's a good, it's a great question. Um, What I've seen here just recently is, and we've talked about this, the 163J, which is the interest expense limitation you know, guess what? If you got a lot of debt and you got a lot of interest, you might be in some trouble, right? So, you know, are we going to... Um, Casey, you still there? I'm sorry, but Oh, sorry. I don't know. Something just flashed on my screen there. So maybe we can cut this out. Okay. So are we going to, you know, um, have to change the rules for these people that have a lot of debt, right? You know, if companies have a lot of debt, have a lot of interest now more interest is going to be non-deductible you know when when their income goes down then they're not going to be able to deduct as much of the interest so it's kind of like a double penalty so you know these would all have to be you know passed via law but there's some question about that there was also a rule about uh, net operating losses which some people may remember that you can no longer maybe carry back a net operating loss back into prior years although farmers had an exception to that but they used farmers used to be able to carry back five years then they change it to two, but most other taxpayers, you can't carry it back at all. So will they change these rules? Because now if you're going to have some big loss in 2020, right, you would like to be able to carry that back and get some tax back that you might have paid in 2019 or 2018, if you follow me. So, you know, if you want to give relief to these companies that are losing money in 2020, you might have to change some of the laws But that, you know, that all requires, you know, going through the normal process. So it does... It does you know cause people to wonder if we need to change the rules
1: that right. we just passed a couple of years ago so so one of the questions I had for you when I was when we decided we are going to talk today a couple of things have popped up so uh, GM and Ford have uh, yeah. have dropped or canceled uh, production for the next couple of weeks right they, they stopped production yep. of anything for the next couple of weeks to the end of March and there obviously there's going to be some lost time there that they're going to be able to claim as a loss and those kind of things and i'm sure there'll be some clarification that comes down on on what that looks like and how that works but Mm -hmm. is there like a is there is there some kind of hardship thing that you can throw out because all these businesses that are having to close down and and losses they're going to incur on their taxes and those kind of things i mean how does that work
0: well, I don't know that I have all the answers, but there is a bill I think it was just passed by the Senate today that deals with like some paid leave, sick sick leave, emergency leave kind of stuff that yeah. that my understanding is it's applicable to companies with under five hundred employees. You know, you you've gotta pay certain amounts, but then you're gonna get some tax credits back. But if you're over five hundred employees, I'm not I'm not sure what happens like the big companies like Ford. Um mm-hmm. one thing I didn't mention is this deferral, hey, April fifteenth to july fifteenth. That's if I owe less than a million dollars. So if my first quarter estimate, which is a big number, obviously. So if my first quarter estimate and my balance due is over a million dollars, then you would not, you'd have to pay, pay that amount. So, so it's a million dollars for individuals and then it's $10 million for C corporation. So that would be like your Ford or, you know, those people, if they've got a payment due, which C corporations generally have payments due April 15th, you know, if it's over 10 million, they'd have to pay it. No. If it's under ten million, they wouldn't. But yeah, how this all works with a paid leave and unemployment, and that's you know that it gets real tricky. But the Senate just passed a bill to try to address some of that.
1: So wh- I'm sure that the, the bill that they're passing is going to have this language in there. But as it sits today, how do you reflect that on your taxes now? If I'm a, if I'm is it an income? Is it not income? Is it I mean, how does that get taxed?
0: Well, it's a good question. I'm not sure I know. I mean, if you're just saying do you you know, federal income tax is generally not deductible. So if it's just going to be a credit, you know, it, basically you're saying, is this subject to taxable income as well?
1: Right. I'm, I'm not sure. I haven't read through the law, but yeah, good question. Yeah. There's a ton of stuff up in the air, a lot of stuff coming down and it could come at a better time, right? So, oh, so yeah. you're in the, your tax season, you got some other stuff to worry about and Mm-hmm. man all kinds of things happen so all right glenn, good stuff as usual a lot of good information here twitter is blowing up on the tax twitter side of stuff yep. if uh, folks want to reach out to you ask you some questions about what's going on or just uh, just get some overall guidance on a few other things what's the best way to do that
0: yeah it's best just to call our office here at heidel Banwords. it's 309-694-4251 or you know look me up on twitter at glenn Burnbaum is my
1: handle right on all right. Well, Glenn Birnbaum, it's great to talk with you again, man. And uh, done, the first time I ever had a twofer, I think. This, right, this is, this, is, uh, this is the first time here. so Might have to do Glenn, it on friends. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right, right on. So yeah. Glenn, is, uh, Glenn, again, is with Hanel Banhorn Make sure you reach out to him on Twitter and, and check out what's going on there. I'm Casey Seymour with Moving Iron Podcast. Be sure to follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for all the latest episodes of Moving Iron Podcast. Also check out MovingIronLLC.com for everything Moving Iron related. Um, Check out the Global Ag Network as well, and the great podcasters there. So until next time, I'm Casey Seymour with Glenn Birnbaum. Let's go with some iron, folks. Out.
0: Moving iron in the 21st century.
1: Hardworking people working hard.